Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old school business practices and their traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help you enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist by any means, but I always approach every task with the intention of giving it my best. But what happens when good is not good enough? Jeff Semple, president of the Canton in Mid-Ohio region of Focus CFO, is here today to weigh in on why in today's market, good isn't good enough anymore and what business owners can do to get out of the weeds and back on track towards greatness. Welcome to Unsuitable, Jeff. Oh, thanks. Appreciate you driving down from the uh, Hall of Fame city yep. to uh, Dublin, Ohio. Well, anything to play golf. Well, you know, you could play today, <laughs> I suppose. You got your clubs in the back of the car. I never go anywhere without them. There you go. Uh, speaking about um, golf, we'll get into that in a, in a minute, but I want to talk about a little bit about um, your position with Focus CFO. Uh, you're a market um, manager, market uh, VP, vice president. I don't know area exactly president. what you got. Here's area the, president yeah. of uh, Focus CFO in the Canton, Ohio area. Uh, give us a, a quick elevator speech on uh, Focus CFO. Sure. I mean, it's it's really about a commitment to small business and helping small business owners, presidents, CEOs be better than what they are. You know, where we're able to take somebody that's got a CFO who's got 20 or 25 years of experience, both in the financial and operational part of a business, and set them in beside the the owner of the business. Not to give everybody more homework to do, but to help them execute on whatever their strategic vision is. You know, as uh, as a as a um, business partner, network partner uh, over the years, uh, I can certainly give you guys a testimony uh, as you've worked with many of our clients. Uh, what you bring to the table is is really a unique solution. as And so hats off to Focus CFO, able to do that in many markets around uh, the state of Ohio. Well, thank you. I think that uh, we've got a tremendous group that's committed, that are committed to the same goals and objectives. Is, is can we make a difference in the small business community? And what is your background? Are you, you come from the manufacturing uh, or service industry? Yeah, um, I sold my company back in 2003, which was manufacturing and distribution business. Since then, um, I've done a lot of different things. So, formed a, a Vistage, a CEO peer group, probably about seven years ago. So, I've got 18 small business owners that I work with on a regular basis. And Focus was really a no-brainer because it's the same target market, the same people I like to talk to every day. I'm lucky enough to be able to do what I like to do which are to talk and, and help small business owners maybe sidestep some of the speed bumps that uh, I tripped over many times throughout my career. So you lived it. You, uh, you can identify uh, very well with, the, uh, with your clients. Well, I would say it's probably the reason my hair's white right sure. now. Sure. <laughs> That's silver, isn't it? I think it is. Well, it's still blonde if blonde? you look in the oh, right way. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, one of the things that... Um, that I understand that uh, about your organization uh, with Focus CFO is is a lot of the the clients that you uh, work with really it's not in their budget to to go out and hire a full time a CFO and you guys offer a great solution to that that maybe a business needs you only you know a couple times a week a couple times a month you kind of develop a solution to that particular client's uh, industry yeah our target's really the 
sized business that, you know, from two to say $20 million that doesn't need a full-time CFO, can't afford a full-time CFO, but can certainly benefit from the experience level that, you know, the CFOs bring to their organization. Okay. We're going to talk about, again, good isn't good enough anymore today. And that's an interesting uh, uh, situation we run into every day. But, you know, I know your background as a avid golfer. And let me give you an example where good isn't good enough. Uh, you know, the Masters is in the rearview mirror, but uh, Jordan Spieth was having the round of his life and maybe one of the best rounds ever. And he hit the tree branch on 18. And uh, good isn't good enough there. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Uh, you know, I think that, you know, we always have to continue to evolve as small business owners which means, you know, we all only know what we know. And in many cases, you know, every day is a new day as a small business owner. We're in new territory. How many times do you hear a small business owner say that he's got to make a decision based on his gut or he's got a gut feeling of this or that, which really just tells you he doesn't have the information to make the decision right. he's about to make. He's wearing a bunch of hats, many hats, and he hasn't had the time to, you know, to decipher all the variables. Well, sure. I mean, you look at most people who start businesses, um, you know, much like myself, you're either a salesperson or a technician and you hire a bunch of people around you that can help you every day to accomplish whatever those things are, but you're, you're caught in the weeds. You really don't have the chance to step back and take a look at maybe uh, more of a strategic approach of what you need to accomplish. So you end up growing to a point where you feel that, you know, the team around you, although maybe very good at being part of the team, as long as they're being told what to do, but you really need people that are going to be able to give you better ideas, better ways of doing things that are going to help you propel you into uh, either more profitability, better growth, better processes and systems in the business. You know, when we talk about CFO or 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 CFO, you're always your mind immediately goes to we're talking about financial data, but I know you guys uh, bring other things to the table. It's uh, strategy and implementation of that strategy, and maybe different uh, metrics to the business that haven't the the business owner hasn't seen before. Just like you'd mentioned, we only know what we what we don't know, and mm -hmm. and, and uh, or what know what we do know, and that. That stuff that's out there just is just eats us up and pushes us back into the weeds. Sure. So, I mean, when you're able, you know, the, the financial part is only one piece of the puzzle. And it's really being able to tie the operation to the financials that allow you to have the proper information to be able to make better decisions. And, you know, part of that is, is that when you're trying to run a business based on a financial statement, historical data, you know, a smart guy told me one time that it's like trying to drive a car looking out your rearview mirror. Sooner or later, you're going to bump into something. You just won't see it coming. So it's, you know, from a CFO's perspective, it's developing the forward, the other side of the equation, the forward-looking information, projections, budgets, forecasts, driving internal cash flow, but really giving you real-time data, forward-looking information that's going to be able to help you make those better decisions. And, and really, the financial statements then just become a reinforcement of what you already know. Information is king. 
along with cash. Along with cash. <laughs> cash is maybe the king, the biggest king of all. Well, let's talk about that because, uh, you know, businesses, uh, for the most part, we're just kind of enjoying a nice ride right now. Business is probably at the highest it's been for in the past five years around, depending on what industry. Mm-hmm. But we're still seeing a lack of cash flow in the marketplace. Are you guys experiencing the same thing, seeing the same thing? Well, I think, you know, in, in every business, cash flow can always be a struggle, can always be a challenge, you know, especially in an environment where things are growing maybe a little bit faster because of a little bit of luck, maybe a little bit of the economy, you know, whatever it is. But as inventories grow, as accounts receivables grow, you know, I think in, in most small businesses, it can put a strain on cash flow if it's not being managed properly. Again, it goes back to having the right information to be able to make those decisions. I think if, as you take small business owners who are hardworking, smart people, um, what makes the difference between the guy that uh, goes out of business and the guy that thrives? You know, I think in a lot of cases, it's it's the information that they have to be able to make those decisions, the processes and systems that they put in place that give them repeatability and predictability in their business. You know, we'd mentioned about being stuck in the weeds, and 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 that happens more frequently than I think we we even see. We even admit we even get stuck in the weeds from sure. time to time, and and we can relate. I think we we work in that field. We know we reach out, but some of the entrepreneurs maybe don't have the resources that you and I have. We didn't have a deep bench. You guys have a deep bench. Entrepreneur may not have that deep bench, and Maybe he's not sure there how to get out of the weeds. I, I would agree with you. I mean, a lot of times, you know, again, it goes back, we only know what we know. So, you know, how do we get out of the weeds is, is oftentimes we don't know. We don't understand the path to get there. You know, being able to have advisors, other people that are help, that are able to take a, a look at 30,000 feet and maybe pull your head up a little bit and, and uh, allow you to see what's in front of you. You know, I think that, as I had mentioned, I started a a small business peer group. And with the 18 companies that we have in that group, it's it's a chance for each one of them to step back and take a look at from 30,000 feet to challenge each other, to share experiences that will help each other avoid those stumbling blocks that they may see in the future and uh, work through some of the issues that they may have and and take advantage of opportunities. But it's all about making better decisions. Now, as, as, as a member of Focus CFO, do you, you mentioned the CEO peer groups and advisory groups. Is that a, a service that um, your firm offers on a regular basis? Well, I think that, you know, in most cases, all of us have been lucky enough to have a mentor in our lives that have that have helped us through those processes. So I think that, you know, as, as any business owner continues down his path, you know, I think that having a mentor, having a board of advisors, you know, having the right accounting firm, having the right attorney, you know, the people that are going to help them through some of the issues and opportunities that they have and they're going to face that you don't have to be an expert at everything. You just have to know who the experts are. You know, I'd love to get, uh, get time with uh, someone that's, that's out 
among business owners and living, feeling, seeing the problems, helping solve problems. What are what are some of the uh, maybe highlight some of the problems you're running into with with your clients out there? What are the business issues? Anything jump to mind? Oh, people probably. People, uh, talent. Yeah, trying to find enough talent, trying to find the right talent, get the right people on the bus and the right seats, I think seems to always be a challenge for, as we talk about small business owners. You know, on top of that, I think it's, you know, having the right information, you know, the right dashboard so that they can make the right decisions more quickly. You know, the thing about a small business versus maybe a mid-sized company or a larger company, is their room for error is a lot smaller. And in many cases, I think it makes it harder to run a small business from that standpoint. You know, when, you're, when you've got a company that's doing, you know, three, four, five, six million dollars, and you know, there just isn't a lot of room for error, you know, with some of the margins and the profitability that they have and some of the cash flow issues and, and trying to attract the right type of talent to that size business. So I think there's, in a lot of cases, it's harder to run a small business like that. And the challenges, although in many cases may be the same as a larger business, they don't have all those resources. They don't have the room to be able to make a mistake. Right, right. You know, and you'd mentioned cash is certainly um, one of the big issues. Always has, probably always will be. But, you know, there's some underlying factors why that is. And maybe pick your brain a little bit. Are you seeing companies that still are not really managing their accounts receivable? Yeah, you know, we getting I, better. We getting yeah, better out there. Well, I think in 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 pockets, you know, as you see, you know, some people don't feel that they have the ability to manage them any better than what they are because uh, they, you know, you talk to a, a small business owner that says, you know, I can't lose a customer, and if I complain, you know, if I if I complain too much or push them too hard, they may go somewhere else. When realistically, you know, everybody expects to be paid within terms and uh, or within reasonable terms. And a lot of times it's just the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And as, as long as you're not complaining and as long as you're not asking, you're not getting. You know, you'd mentioned, uh, use the term, well, we can't lose that customer. But I've heard your colleagues speak time and time again about Maybe that's not the way to look at it. Let's look at healthy revenue. Are you seeing some of your clients that some of that revenue just is low margin, just not healthy at all? Or is that still one of the biggest issues you're running into? Um, I don't say, I wouldn't say it's one of the biggest issues, but the business owner's understanding of what healthy revenue looks like. That we're here, you know, it's nice to have a, a larger top line business and a lot of revenue, but the reason that majority of us are in business is what we take to the bank every day. So, you know, understanding of how revenue impacts our bottom line, how it impacts our cash flow, and really the business model that we have in place. Yeah. You know, I think we went through a stretch where exactly that, everybody wanted to build their top line. And uh, there was a big push to build the top line, and and profits weren't weren't following. And I think you hit it right on the on the head there. That maybe is not the right strategy. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's all in what the owner's vision is and what they want. What their, I would say, instead of an exit strategy, what their option strategy is, and where they want to go and the reasoning behind it is there's nothing wrong with reinvesting in the business to grow the business. 
but it's a choice that you make. And so I think growing the top line, if if profits don't follow because you're reinvesting in hiring better talent, you're investing in equipment and, and uh, fixed assets, you know, whatever it is, that, as long as there's a return at some point in time on those investments, then, uh, you know, it's a it's a choice versus a reaction. Sure. And like you said, to start off, good isn't good enough anymore. Maybe those those metrics and the strategies in the past were good, but not working anymore. Yeah. So as you look at, as, like I said, as a small business owners, we've got to continue to evolve. And I think it's there's a reason that the the best business owners or CEOs are lifelong learners. As you look at what happens in business, um, what's happened to the surveying industry, you know, with with the drone technology, what happened to Sears and, you know, not changing as fast or understanding how the industry was going to affect them, what Amazon's done to retailers. So I think that, you know, we have to understand that if we don't continue to evolve, that we could end up just like those guys. Sure. I'm still trying to figure out what happened to eight tracks. <laughs> did you used to have a little eight track. Well, uh, I tell player? you what, I've got a few I can sell you. Oh, you do. <laughs> what uh, what uh, what tunes you got on the eight tracks? Anybody good? I'd have to ask my dad. There You're, it is. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You know, small small businesses, the ones that you had mentioned, and, and I don't like to use the word small business because that's that's maybe a different uh, different discussion. But mm-hmm. you know, the companies in the like you had mentioned two to twenty million space. You know, we constantly hear access to capital along with, you know, having a tough time finding talent, but access to capital is still an issue. Are you, are you finding that in the marketplace? Not as much. You know, I think that, you know, as long as there's a plan in place and we've got the right talent, we're able to instill confidence with the, the banking relationships that we have. You know, I think that uh, with the right reporting structure, I think that we're able to get the type of capital we need. But in most cases, I would say that the first place we need to look is our business itself. You know, the first place our cash should come from is... It's maybe there and we don't know it because yeah, we're so stuck in the weeds. Sure. It's sitting in the warehouse, you know, with dust on it, the, you know, the museum part of our inventory. Yeah. Can't get rid of it, yeah. by golly. Had yeah. it forever. Right. Need to keep it. But as long as we keep it, the bank says it's a good thing. That's so. right. It's collateral. That's right. Yeah. So if uh, Spieth doesn't hit that branch, is he birdieing and setting a record? He was birding and setting the record. He was setting the record. <laughs> Nobody climbs uh, Mount Everest on their own, and uh, I think you you've pointed that out with some of the comments you made. But in the few minutes we have left, let's talk about how you can help my business. How Focus CFO can can put a plan in place to help my business be better than good. Let's go great. It, it goes back to again, you know. We all look at our business through our past experiences and, and what we've experienced to that to that point. And in many cases, you know, we are in a in a new spot every day. We may, we may not be a, a financial expert. We may not be an operational expert. We may be a good salesperson, or we may be one of the other two. At the end of the day, having somebody that can help put the processes and systems in place that are going to allow you to make those decisions because every one we make has a price tag attached to it. You know, being able to make the right decisions that are 
that are going to allow us to move in the direction that we want to. Yeah, I think that given the information that we need to be able to make decisions, I think that the success rate in small business would increase. You know, I think that as you look at small businesses, the biggest reason I think you, you see so many failures is is the lack of information, the lack of understanding. But it, being able to have somebody that's that can help you understand how you make money, why you make money, and really tie the operation to the financial statements that allow you to be able to make those decisions. Great. And and what we want to do is put our, our listeners in contact uh, with you. And certainly they can, uh, probably the best way is to um, look you up on the web, Focus CFO website. Yep. I'm sure your your mugs on the on the picture, just click on that and uh, you'll pay them a visit, do a little assessment. Then cost anything. I'm I'm sure you'll just do. We just sit down and talk. Just sit down and talk and see what direction you're part of the strategy, and again trying to get uh, get me from good to to better. Absolutely. So, our guest today has been Jeff Semple, president of the Canton in Mid Ohio region of Focus CFO, and Jeff has been here sharing some great ideas about some of the services that Focus CFO provides to help a company grow in these. Uh, uh, tough times. Been a fantastic conversation, and it's one I believe business owners can't hear enough about. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I have. If you did, please give us a thumbs up, leave a comment, or share this episode with your colleagues. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to Unsuitable on Ray Radio on iTunes. Or for those that you prefer, go see what's happening on YouTube. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.